I do end up quoting our Jay Z lyrics, but like, but like when I was, it hit me this morning. I was, and I had, I even had to listen to the song on the way to work. But it goes, we both out of town, dog. What you trying to get into? Viva Las Vegas. See you later at the crap tables. Meet me by the one that starts to G up. So ain't no fraud. Willie's present gambling. They re ups, and we can have a pleasant time sipping margaritas. Chia, can I live? Reasonable doubt. See? Classic. <laughs> Should have went triple. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the No Boundaries Podcast, where facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. It's Jay. Apparently, I'm the biggest Jay Z stand compared to Welly, who yes, appa- apparently didn't listen to Reasonable Doubt. I actually own it, I but own you, it. Did, do you listen to it? Mm. I got a lot of albums I own that I don't listen I, to. I mean, I listened to it once or twice, and it was just like, okay, it's See, a good album, but it's still not my favorite. I can still put Reasonable Doubt in and and jam it. I know my one of my favorite tracks on there was uh, I know Dead Presidents mm-hmm. and um, Brooklyn's, when, Brooklyn's Finest. When he said, he smiled though as I said, pray for me, I do you one better and slay these niggas faithfully. Murder is, murder is a tough thing to digest. It's a slow process. And I ain't got nothing but time. Oh, fucking Rolodex. I, I, I just love music, bro. Like, I like, love music too, but my memory ain't got time for all that. Like if I could walk around all day and be like, I want to play this this song at this moment in my life because it's th- it's what I'm thinking. Like if my life was a movie, like this is a song that would be inserted into this part. Like this is my thoughts and my feelings, and this one particular song at this moment would portray those thoughts and feelings. That's why I'm really digging this 30 day song challenge that I that I basically signed myself up for. Yeah, because it's a lot of thinking that's going into it. Because at any time, like even for today. Like, it was, like, three or four tracks that I really wanted to post, and I just kind of, like, narrowed it down to one instead of going through the a lot recent, of The most recent, which would probably be easier yeah. a lot of times. Yeah, it, it's going to start getting hard when it's asking for a joint from the 70s and one from the year I was born. Yeah. Th- those are going to be tough. But yeah. I'm trying to see if you're going to fail. I, I, I damn near failed today. <laughs> just, I'm, I'm going to slip up and just I'm forget. Sitting, I'm sitting there just waiting. I'm like, like he's like, going to fuck up. Like, you're getting video clips right now. Sooner or later, you're just going to get this screenshot of the song, and you're not even going to get the detailed description that I've been given on, on why I chose the song. It's just going to be like, look, here, here's a song for day six. And for, you, for for those of you that want to keep up, you know, it's it's uh, T-H-A underscore M-O-N-S-T-A-R, Instagram. Did you did you notice that my page is, is uh, public now? No, I didn't. Yeah, well, Because when course. you had tags, you tagged, I think, the High Davis. I was like, I don't know why you tagged him. It's like, your page is private, so he can't see it anyway. I'm out there now. Wow, you all went. What made you go from a... Uh, Private to public. I felt like I uh, I felt like I wasn't hiding anything, mm-hmm. and most of everything I do post is for the podcast. So, so it's best therefore, to do that. I should be out there in the open. That's it true. It just makes sense. That's really good. I'm, I'm glad you decided to transition over to being public. Well, you know, sometimes sometimes you got to step out and shine. Comfort zone. Get the hell out of there. But yeah, it's, I, mean, it's, I mean, it's it's not like I don't know, like. I don't even know why it was private. Because even when I had my personal, I wasn't private. I never understood the whole privatization thing. Like, if I'm on social media and I'm socializing with people or whatever, or the, the purpose is to socialize, I feel like if I make my page private, I have a government job or something. I'm, I mean, not even a government job. It's kind of like you're you're trying to stay low key. Maybe you're trying to dodge. Maybe you're trying to dodge your coworkers from finding you or something like gotcha. that. Gotcha. It and has to be a reason to that, be that, private. And I can understand that because I. I Really don't like my coworkers but for you, the you most think, part. But you think they'll find media. you by the Monstar? No, probably not. Never. Hmm. But I do like I have it. I have it divided up. Like I do have some coworkers, 
on my shit, and then some of them I don't. Like I have some family that's on Facebook and some family that's that don't make it to Instagram, and then nobody that really makes it to Twitter. Which I, I really recently just started being more active on Twitter too. Oh, okay. I really just got a lot more free time on my hands. Clearly, and you know, Clearly. not I'm not being an attention whore, but I just have time to. A little, little boredom in there too. A little boredom in there. It's so understandable. Like, you know, what happens? I'm on social media. I might as well start posting stuff. But also, I still have my movie theater moments where I'm just sitting there watching. I do that most of the time. You it's, know me. It's a balance. So, uh, anything interesting happened to you in the past couple of weeks? This week? Nope. Yeah, man. Check this shit out. Exactly. <laughs> I'm it. I'm 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 at a location working. Mm-hmm. I go to the local barbecue place to get lunch. I park my car away from people because I, in my mind and personal opinion, think I have a nice car. You do. So I park it out in the back 40. I come out, I get in my car, sitting there, you know, I done turned the air on, you know, car warming up, whatever. I'm not in a rush to get back. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, boom, hits my car. Whole car shakes. So I look to my took look to my right, and there's this woman, and her door is just like on my car, and I can just see the shock on her face because I'm actually in the car. If I wasn't there, she'd probably be like, "Well, well, fuck it, go on by my business." Go on by my business. Yeah, since I'm there, so I roll down the window, and she's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. The wind it caught my door. Couldn't hold it." Sorry, apologizing, whatever. I'm like, "Oh, it's okay. It's fine." But then. I see her face look to where her door hit my car door and it's kind of like stuck. So I say, let me get the fuck out. So I walk over there, huge three inch, just dent in my door and my car, there's a curve on the door Mm -hmm. and it hit right on the curve. So this is one you could just pop out. Wow. Like there was a dent, transfer pain, everything. Yeah, ma'am, I'm going to need your insurance. Yeah, real talk. I'm going to need your insurance. I, I can't just shrug this one off. So how long it say it's going to take to fix it? Over well, the weekend? I dropped it off today. Okay. Being Thursday. Nah, he said it should be ready about Monday. I told him I'd be there Tuesday to pick it up. I got his phone number. Cool thing about it is I took it to the Dodge dealership, mm-hmm. and I'm doing just under-the-table work. Oh, that's pretty cool. So I was like, you know. And I, I, I realized this when he was like, oh, well, you know, I'll do this, you know, do this. This probably be about this much, just be this much. And then I say, how do you want me to pay you? Oh, cash is fine. Bet. <laughs> I know what this is because if it wasn't a cash deal, probably be a lot more than I'd be paying. Hmm. So he tossed me a bone. I'm, I'm happy to oblige. We'll both be satisfied. He gets a little money in his pocket. I get my shit fixed at a cheaper rate. That makes I like that. That makes sense. But that's all that happened to me this week. Yeah. Well, nothing really happened to me this week. Um, I did see something interesting that kind of bothered me. You know, I've been going to the kickboxing classes, right? I right. kickboxing. So, I went, you know, it was, it was a pretty tough class as usual. And um, and I'm in there, and it's like, most of the time when I go, I'm the only guy in there. Obvious reasons, because it's more of a cardio type of thing, and mostly heavy set women in there. And every now and then you get a a fine one in there. Um, and one of the decent looking ones happened to be in there, like, and I saw her, I was like, man, you know, like, I wonder what she's coming here for, you know. She's probably thinking the same thing about me. <laughs> but, um, but as I see her, 
you know, doing the routines that we go through, like the warm-ups, which is the hardest part. I noticed that, like, she would have, like, moments where she would, like, burst with energy. And then, like, I just would look to the side and she would be on, she'd be, she'd be sitting down drinking water on Snapchat. Everybody else being that bitch sweating and about to die. And every time we got to a hard segment, she'd literally be sitting on a bench drinking water and she'd have her phone in the air on Snapchat or on Instagram. And I'm just like, hold on. You're doing that. She didn't break one sweat in the 45 minute class. Let me tell you something. <laughs> you sweat so hard in these classes, yo, that shit gets in your eyes. Like, you can't leave those classes. Kidding. Isn't it based around a lot of cardio? Bro, like, I, I know my second time in there, I almost caught a Charlie horse. That's how that's how intense that shit get. And you really don't get time to rest. They'll have they'll turn the music on and be like, all right, let's go. And when the music cut off, okay, you go ahead and get your water. When you walk it to get your water, the music cut back on. You got to run back and shit. She wouldn't worry about running back. She was on that bench, and she was she was on Snapchat. And I was just like sitting there, like so amazed at the fact that you come in here. I'm, I'm assuming you have goals, and this shit isn't cheap. You come in here. I'm assuming you have goals, and all you're doing is wasting time. Wasting time, and it's like fortunate for her, she has a decent body now. But I'm just like, if you're only coming in here and doing ten minutes of the work, I just don't see it. You know benefiting you in the long run. I feel like you're just going to fall off eventually. And this is this is actually something I see a lot on social media. And it's, it's, it's I'm, I got to be honest, primarily women. They will start in the sauna and they'll go do a 10 or 15 minute workout. And then they're like, oh, I'm so tired. I'm covered in sweat. Take off my waist trainer. In the sauna for the first ten minutes of your so whole that's, workout. That's the main sweating you like. Did. You you probably aren't even sweating. Like that's just from the sauna. And to me, I do the, I do the sauna last. Whenever I go into the sauna, it's the most last of the time, yeah, it's the last thing that I do. And I'm maybe in there ten minutes. Depends on how how quick I get hot. If I get too hot too quick, then I'm just out. Like I'm just gotcha. not gonna sit in there because I try to you know I take in the water throughout the day throughout my workout but sometimes I just feel like I didn't have enough water or I don't have enough water in me and I'm getting hot too quick so I get out. Yeah. But for me, my workout is probably an hour and fifteen minutes. Which that's that's fine. That that first hour is gonna be the cardio and the weights. Actually, I haven't been doing cardio. I've just been only doing weights for gotcha. the most part. But I have been doing cardio like alternate days. I've been doing cardio. Been, if I just go shoot around or I hit the treadmill or elliptical for some time. But that last 10 or 15 minutes is me in the sauna. Like, that's when I go to the sauna. I don't understand. You're a fitness guy. You tell me about going to the sauna first. I mean, the main benefits of going into the sauna, I mean, it, the sweat does so much for your, your body, period. I mean, they try to say that there it doesn't release toxins, but it has to release some. I mean, because if you urinate, you're going to release some toxins like that too. So basically the whole point of sweating and 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 ingest and intaking a lot of water throughout the day, I mean it's good for your skin. It's good for your skin, it's good for your hair. And it's, it's funny as it sounds, it's actually good for your eyes as well. And uh, it's good for your heart. And also, I mean, when you get into that fat burning stage, I mean you're usually a little hotter. So the one of the main reasons I go in the sun is to uh, re uh, relieve my muscles. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, if I'm like too tense and too sore, that's why sometimes I may go in there at the beginning of the workout and be in there for like three or four minutes, and I'll actually stretch in the sauna, just to you know. And it's no, it's never a major stretch, but I'll actually stretch in the sauna just to have my mu muscles warm and loose enough. Okay, but, that um, makes sense. 
other than that, I mean, I don't go in there to front and it's just work up a sweat. And I just think that that's hilarious that people are, are getting to the point where they're doing things like that in order to show that they're actually going hard when they're not. But I'm like, don't you know people are actually going to see you in person? Like you been here, you, that's, damn! You've been out here sweating. You've been in the gym. I seen you every day. You sweated up, but then you, you look exactly look the, same. the same as you did December two thousand twelve. Mm-hmm. If you're fortunate, because December two thousand twelve, you probably was a lot smaller. I I was a lot smaller <laughs> December two thousand twelve, and let me tell you why I still look the same. Because I will work out in the morning, mm-hmm. and then probably for dinner I'll end up eating bad. So all that work that I put in mm-hmm. in the morning. I end up canceling it out at night. It doesn't always work like that. And it for me, it's more often. I mean, than and not. you say you have a change. You've changed a little bit. I've noticed changes a little bit. I've noticed. I've noticed slight changes because I've been. I've been doing my best to be consistent. Gotcha. So, I'm, what, I'm you, no what are you working changes. out the most? Uh, actually, most is chest and arms. Okay. Uh, that's that's a day I, I never miss. Really. Typical nigga shit. Typical nigga. Get their chest right. Get their arms right. Flex for the ladies. Look, not even that. It's just that my stomach area. Is getting that, that's, that done lap. That's what that kickboxing class does the most. Like, it makes you hit that shit hard, bro. Like, for real. Like, I seen it was this overweight chick in there, but she almost died. Like, when we was doing, like, crunches and we was doing, like, flutter kicks, we was doing stuff to, to where you had to use your core to the point of passing out. And them females in there, they was like, no, no. Not happening. No, they, a couple of, but they went harder than the old girl that was Snapchatting the whole time. And that's 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 what I tell anybody that works out. I mean, I don't know why they ask me for workout advice, but when they do, I was like, just go harder than you did last time. Basically, if it's just one rep, if it's up to one set, or if it's a extra ex- exercise, just continue to go harder. That's Pretty that's much. that's my philosophy. Like, let me do another rep. If I can do another rep, let me let me add another set. Maybe you know, if I did four sets of twelve, let me let me see if I can get this fifth set of ten in. Let me let me just see if I can. Keep pushing yourself. Keep pushing myself. Because if I know I can get that fifth set of 10 in, I was like, all right, the next time I'm just going to up weight. I'm going to do four sets at a heavier weight. Exactly. So, you know, anyways, moving right along. And the reason I actually brought it up was because I seen, um, it was an article that was talking about how most, uh, the, the, the worst social media apps for your mental health. And mm. I want to say Instagram and Snapchat was top uh, top of the list. For and your mental health or just period? They said for your mental health. I couldn't find the article, but I know that uh, a couple of, you know, your, your uh, blog sites posted on them. I was like, man, I mean, and it was really, they were really talking about teenagers in general and, and you know, and school age kids. We want to try to wean them off of Instagram and Snapchat because they're the most unhealthiest for your health. I mean, for your mental health because of the attention it's taken away from children. And I'm sitting there like, y'all talk about children, but it's plenty of adults that feel the same way that are, that are affected the same way. I mean, a brain is a brain. Mm-hmm. So when I saw her doing that, to me, all it let me know was so distracted from this reality that you're putting on the front for that reality and you're hoping that the front that you put on for that reality is actually going to boost your confidence. And behind behind the scenes, we always talk about how people are always seeking valid validation from others other than themselves. Like, why are you looking for me to confirm that you're beautiful, to confirm that, you know, you have a nice body or whatever? If you feel that you're beautiful, you feel that you have a nice body, that's that's uh, that's on you. 
you shouldn't let the world's out the outlook of you affect that like in any way. And I really don't understand why people are actually. It's it's to me it's pain they're putting on themselves because like you know when you go on Instagram or Snapchat, it's gonna be somebody on there that looks better than you. You know this, mm-hmm. and you constantly go on there and you're basically like committing mental suicide to an extent because like, you know this person that has your body type, mm-hmm. but they're just slightly better than your body type. So it would appear. It, it would appear. It would appear. And then you know that person, and you religiously go to that page. Yeah, you're punishing yourself. But it's, it's like it's like basically when when you your ex moves on, and you find that person's page, and then you end up visiting it constantly to try to see what was better in them. You're punishing yourself. I don't understand why people do that. Like, it, it's kind of like like you said. Like I can go in my closet right now. I can put on a fit and be like, I'm clean than a bitch in this fit. Exactly. And it doesn't matter if I get on Instagram and see somebody in the same fit and get on Snapchat and see somebody in the same fit and think they rocking it better. To me, I'm cleaning this. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. And we, we're we getting so far away from that in society to where it's like if if you step out and you don't get that compliment that you were searching or that you were searching for or that you were craving, you feel like, damn, I wasn't clean enough. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, you bought it. When you went in the dressing room at wherever you went to the dressing room at, you thought it was cleaned in. Why you don't think it's clean now? Oh, because you didn't get a compliment from some random person that probably doesn't even have any type of fashion sense? It just doesn't make any sense to me. And like I said, when I saw her doing that, I just I just kept automatically thinking, like, she's putting on for somebody. Yeah, you're not you're not in there working out for your benefit. And that's crazy. You're working out to show to flex on somebody on social media. That's 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 where people go wrong when it comes to trying to get physically right. When it's when the motivation is not from within, then you're not going to be able to how do I say you you're never going to you're never going to reach that level of motivation that you want to actually push you to where it's actually a routine. That's why I think the uh, Andre 3000 vibrate higher was so important is because in order for you to to actually reach that level uh, that you didn't expect you got to vibrate higher past the point to where you you couldn't even see it. Mm-hmm. Like what they say, Michael Jordan said, the roof is the ceiling, whatever. Some dumb <laughs> shit. Nah, man. It's like, you got to be with the stars and past the stars. You got to actually believe higher than you ever thought in order for you to be like, yeah, I'm going to keep pushing myself. I'm going to keep pushing myself. I love it all the time when people hit me up and be like, you know, hey, man, I like your consistency, man. It makes me want to get in there and do the same thing. That's cool. But don't use me. As the primary reason for you to get up and actually go hard, it has to come from within, and the the vibe has to the, the vibration that you're seeking has to be so much higher that when you actually start doing it as a routine, you can't even believe it yourself. You know what I'm saying? So that's just something that I just thought that was kind of interesting about my week. Other than the fact that I was actually sitting there chilling the other day, and like you know. I hate complainers. <laughs> at work, I, I, I don't. I don't know how we get along then because I complain about everything. No, but I'm talking about I, the people I work with. I always have a, a, a mentality of if you really don't like something, then quit. Just leave it alone. Find something else to do. I know it ain't that easy, but if you really hate what you're doing, then stop fucking doing it. So, I was sitting there the other day, and I'm you know I'm listening to this dude at my job talk, and 
this nigga sitting here, you know, he kind of bitching, you know, because he, he went through a divorce and blah, blah, blah. So I just kind of looked at him. I'm like, man, I feel you, dog. But at the same time, I hate to be one of them type of dudes. It's like you can have it so much worse. You really could. Like, like yeah. you could be jobless. You could be in the unemployment line. You could, like, be struggling like a motherfucker right now. You really bitching because you lost a woman. You lost a woman. You still get to spend time with your kids, right? Yeah. Well, you mad because she's, she's having sex with somebody else? Well, that's what happens after divorce. Guess what you need to go do? Go get some ass. <laughs> you know, it's like... You'll feel a thousand times you know, better. Yeah, it's like people want to sit there and... I think we talked about this. People want to sit there and complain and be sad. And it almost feels like they want to transfer their sadness to you so you can feel them. But it's just like, bro, it's not going to work with me because a part of me really doesn't, I don't really care. It's like, I got I got my own problems. Mm-hmm. But then the other part of me is like, I have a shield up to where I'm not going to let your sadness ruin my day because it's all said and done. It's up to you to want to be happy. You know, if you if you're sitting in a dark room and you just close your eyes and you just accept the darkness, that's on you. Some people are probably going to try to open their eyes up wider and try to see some type of light. Or they're going to move around and hope that some shimmer of light comes through and there's some hope. But people just sit there and just soak in their pain and just sit there and they just act like, well, I'm sad. Everybody else needs to be sad with me. I've never, I never truly understood misery, uh, misery loves company until I got older. Mm-hmm. Like, I really understood it, and I realized that. The woe is me. Yeah, you know, and I re- especially like reading YouTube comments, looking at Instagram comments, I really could tell that there are some miserable fucking people out there in this world, and they really want, they want to so bad transfer their negative energy to you because it's almost like a goal of theirs because it'll make their day complete. But yeah. It's, cr- it's crazy because you, you really tapped into my words of advice, so I'm kind of going to go ahead and, and deploy them right now oh, as, as, it, as it fits into the conversation. Yeah. But it's like your situation is what you want it to be. If it's sad, if you're sad, it's because you want to be sad. If you're stressed or if, if something is difficult, it's because you're wanting things to be that way. Like, I'm not saying you shouldn't be sad ever or you shouldn't be stressed or things shouldn't be difficult because life is sad. It's stressful. It's difficult. Mm-hmm. It's all those things. And I'm not saying that you, you you know, you mentioned that he's he's sulking over, over losing his wife or whatever, what have you. I'm not even saying it's bad to miss people. I miss people every single day. Of course. I wake up in the middle of the night sometimes with people on my mind that, that I no longer associate with for, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, what have you. And I'm not saying those are bad things, but at the same time, you can't let them rule your day. And people do that. And people do that from the moment they wake up to the moment they go to bed. And even it, just to tie back in with the fitness, just try try a little harder. It's like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on my work today. I'm gonna try not to think about so and so. Boom! I made it today. All right, tomorrow try to do it again. You know, and even if it's if if it doesn't hit you until those lonely moments of the of the night when you get in bed and you you're one with your thoughts when you can really just kind of unwind and focus on everything that you've been doing for the day. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's gonna happen. And you can either a press on. Let it happen and then just move forward or B, take that time and fully embrace it. Because most of the time, if something's still on your mind, it's some shit that's been unsaid, some shit that you wanted to say that you didn't say or some shit that you wanted to hear that you didn't hear or just some confusion all over. Straight up. So if you need that closure, you're not going to get it from that person. 
you're going to have to get that from yourself. You're either going to have to let go of what you don't want to hear or what you think you should hear or what you think you deserve, an apology or anything like that. You're either going to have to let that go or you're going to have to say, look, here's my two cents. Give that to that person and then give them that baggage and let that let that off of you. Because you can't you can't live your life and, and be happy and continue to to progress if you're holding on to something that you just don't want to let go of. And I'm always stuck in the constant battle of do people even really want to be happy? Like, I kind of feel like people want to be happy when it's not their, it's not in their, it's like happiness is your control, but it's like people out here are willingly giving away their happiness. You know, they're giving the control of their happiness to random people. And I'm just like, why are you doing this when you are in control of your happiness 100% of the time? Mm -hmm. You're only choosing this person because you feel like this person is going to make you happier. So it's like when people look at me, and they say, "Well, man, you love being alone. You like you like you like being to yourself." But I was like, "Well, that's where I'm happiest at." You know, yeah, somebody may come along one day and make me even happier, but the likelihood of that is still slimmer than the it's slimmer when it comes to the fact that I'm happy now. Like, it's either a, a greed thing or it's just a, some people just aren't really happy. But speaking for myself, I'm like most of the time when I'm just chilling, you know, by myself, just. Watch a TV or something. I'm good. I'm in a good mood. And it's like some people, once again, Misery Loves Company, it's like I feel like some people see that and they're like, well, he seems peaceful. So I want to come into his space and try to get some of that. But it doesn't work that way. You know what I mean? It's like it starts with you. If if when you come into my space, you're already happy, then everything is going to be cool. But when you come into my space seeking the same type of happiness that I have, it's not going to work. And I don't think people realize that. You know what I mean? And that's why I always tell people, man, if you're serious about settling down and you're like seeking these relationships that people just crave these days, you have to settle down with like-minded people. I just feel like that is the easiest and most basic way. There is no way in the world where you're getting with these people that don't think anything like you. I mean, it's just definitely like you're just basically butting heads all the time and then you're just you're trying to convince yourself that oh well we love each other and this is how we're gonna make relationships work like what the fuck like who really came up with that concept you know what i mean like who really sat there and said you have to do all this work you have to do all this struggling in order to maintain a relationship that's supposed to be making you happy because the whole goal of a relationship is is happiness right when they, if I'm not mistaken, when you get married, like the whole purpose of this union is, this is the happiest I've ever I've ever felt in my whole entire life. And I want to continue. And this. I want to continue this indefinitely. I don't want to struggle. Like even even in relationships that I've been in, like I will tell my partner, I will say, do what makes you happy. Sometimes you got to say fuck your family. Sometimes you got to even say fuck me as the person that you're with if mm -hmm. I'm standing in front of that happiness. Because yeah. you got to be happy. Because if you're not happy, then that's not going to make me happy because I'm getting my way. It's just going to bring us down into a deeper, dark place. Like, we both got to be happy. And if that means that you're doing something that makes you happy and it's doing and me doing something that I'm, that makes me happy and then us jointly doing something together that makes us happy, then that's how it's going to be. But you're not going to be able to be happy 
doing everything that I want to do. No. I'm not going to be able to be happy doing everything that you want to do. Of course not. And so you have to find that balance. Like, if your happiness is taking long runs through the neighborhood by yourself, then I'm not going to say, oh, you're going running? Well, let me go, you know, let me put my stuff on. I'm going to go run with you. I know that's your time of peace to be by yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, even in the closest relationships, people need alone time. Yeah. Time to recruit. It, like, you see in old old movies where the husband, he'll come home, he'll go sit in the den and, and have a glass of whiskey and watch the news or a glass of scotch and watch the news or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's his time to unwind. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you need that time. And some women like to soak in a bubble bath. You know, yes. that's, that's your time. And sometimes you might want to soak in a bubble bath and have a conversation with me. Oh, yeah, this is how my day was. How was your day? And then sometimes you just want to be left the fuck alone for a little yeah. bit to cool down. And people, that's cool. People but people so have to recognize that. Yeah. Because people often feel that, oh, he said or she said, well, what can I do to fix it? Let me let me see. Let, what do I do? Nothing you can do. You know, sometimes it's, I'm just sad or I'm just upset or I'm just frustrated. And there's nothing you can do. And you just have to understand that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what some people feel like they're they're kind of helpless in those situations where it's like, well, you're sad and I don't know what, what to do. You don't have to do anything. People you just got to let me go through shit. it. You yeah. just got to let me go through it. Like, I just got to let you go through it. Like, if I'm, if I'm sick, if you can't physically heal me, you just got to let me go through it. Yeah. Like, if I have the flu, the doctors don't do nothing but give you Tamiflu and say, hey, you got to go through it. Even if they give you that now, they're just like, oh, you got the flu. You just got to get through it. Yeah. So there's nothing that doctor can do that's going to make me better. I just have to go through it. Straight up. you People, people that are seeking a place within someone else, it's not always a healthy thing. I feel like the first safe place should be within yourself you know if you're if you're constantly seeking that safe place or that or that or that place you can escape to within somebody else you're you're pretty much it's kind of selfish to an to an extent but that's just my opinion and i think we're both speaking from a capricorn state of mind so for women out there that are dealing with capricorns you gotta look at it like that way you gotta understand that introverts capricorns or somebody you want to consider as antisocial or somebody that is self-sufficient you have to understand that these people aren't always having their hand out wanting help they don't long for help sometimes a lot of it is let me just fix it within my own mind you know but i don't know people just people don't want to understand that's why i think it's cool when you have people that understand you like when you have people that understand you gotta cherish those people and don't take those people for granted because People that understand you, they come. They don't. They don't just come. You ain't just finna walk into the grocery store and find somebody to understand you. No, the not at all. Are a needle in the haystack. Especially, especially a woman trying to find somebody that understands them. Shh, women are women are complex. Women are very complex. So if you do find a man that understands you, you've already found. I'm gonna say gold. A man that truly understands you, because guys, we will put on the front mm-hmm. and pretend to understand you. Of course. To get that ass. Of course. Like, we will do that. Yes. It's not above us. It's actually play number one in our playbook. Play number one. So, when you when when you find a man that truly understands you, even though he still might be trying to get that he ass. He That truly understands you and can kind of, I'm not going to say finish your thoughts or finish, but, you know, kind of gives you a perspective of that mm-hmm. and, and kind of can regurgitate back to you what you're trying to explain and be not on the money but pretty damn close. Mm-hmm. You found gold 
and even and I think women are much more in touch with their emotions than than guys are. So it I don't think it's as hard to find a woman that understands what a man what a man's thinking, but I think it's hard to find a woman that accepts it. Yeah, that's true. Because they'll because you'll, you might you might say it, and then she's like, "Well, he's saying this, but he actually means this." No, no, no. Most of the time, we're pretty direct by what we're saying and what we mean. It may not make sense to you because we might have just told you, I don't know how I feel or I don't know how to communicate these things to you. And you're saying, well, just try. Just try. And then he'll say it and it doesn't come out how you think it should sound. And then you react and then it's a fight and then it's stressful. Communication. And- right, we, we talk about that all the time. Communication barriers. And it's just you you communicate one way. I communicate another way. They say communication and say relations. I could, oh. Wow. Kendrick Lamar, this Poetic Justice. Damn. No, no. Wow, just a lyric machine today. I love music, bro. Hey, man. Hey. Any concerts coming up? Uh, I'm thinking about traveling. To Philly, right? Um, I was thinking about doing Made in America. Um, it's Jay-Z and J. Cole. I told y'all about Francis and the Lights a long time ago. I put the, the new video with Chance up uh, like last week, week before. Francis and the Lights is going to be there. But then I'm also thinking about Austin City Limits. It's going to be Jay-Z and Chance the Rapper headlining. But Francis isn't going to be there. And I kind of want to see Francis again since I am kind of got familiar with his catalog. So he's going to actually be in Alabama around July 15th <laughs> in Birmingham, Alabama. So I was like, maybe I'll go there and do Austin City Limits. But I all, I've noticed that Jay-Z's headlining in September. He's headlining in October. And then he's headlining something in New York later in this year. Oh, about to drop an album. I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised. You can't headline all this stuff with old material in my book. He can. Z can because he has classics, but all of a sudden you headline three in a year? That is. That is that, that's a little odd. With yeah. old material, you headline three in a year. But he is Jay-Z. I don't know. But yeah, I don't, I don't have anything stamped in. But, you know, keeping my eyes open. Yeah. They got the... Houston was it the free press, summer press or whatever coming up soon. Uh, I want to say it's about three weeks. Mm. You got tickets to that? Nah, mm. I, I don't. I don't like any of the acts. Who is it? Travis Scott? Uh, um, I mean, you know, local local Travis Scott. Um, I heard him on the radio this morning, but nobody's just like, oh, I really want to see that person. If I slide up on it, you know, I mean, I've never been, so it'd be something to something to attend. But no, nothing, nothing major coming out. Okay, okay. Well, you did enough rambling for for the day. I'm trying to be more active here. No, no, I'm saying like we. I, I feel like we we touched on things I didn't even expect to touch on, but it was just like, hey, the soapbox was there. But now it's time to get to the questions of the week. Okay. Did you get any responses? No, I got nothing. Wow, I guess these questions just weren't that interesting this week. I I got something, but it wasn't question related. But it kind of went back to the previous question. Somebody had um, sent me a message, and it was kind of like, do you think, it was kind of the once a cheater, always a cheater. Uh-huh. And she was talking to me about it because she's 28 weeks pregnant. Yeah. And she just feels that he's doing something, acting out, doing, I guess, uh, what would you call it? Use a fancy word to say adulterous things oh okay infidelity yeah infidelity there you that's go that's the word you were looking for I, t- I took a shot earlier yeah <laughs> anyways and so she was like she's like he, he she was like he's cheated in the past 
but I don't know if he's doing it right now or if it's just my insecurities because I'm pregnant and I'm extra emotional. She's like, do you think once a cheater, always a cheater? And to me, I'm going to say no. I don't think once a cheater, always a cheater. But I am going to say that if they do cheat and you take them back, you just gave them the blueprint. Would you say that? You, you gave them the blueprint and also you devalued yourself. It's something that you say. Because you've let somebody cheat on you and you've taken them back. Okay. Uh, so you've devalued yourself and you've given them the blueprint. So he might be right and he might be on the straight and narrow now. But if he's not, he knows that he can leave and come back whenever he gets ready. I think the real question is when people ask once a cheater, always a cheater with a question mark. They're basically looking at you and thinking, do you think I'm dumb for taking this cheater back? Because in my mind, I'm like, if I murdered somebody 10 years ago, am I considered a murderer? Oh, yeah, you're still a murderer. <laughs> if I lie to my mom every now and then, tell little white lies, am I a liar? You're still a liar. If I have stolen once or twice in my life, could I be considered a thief? Still a thief. A cheater, always a cheater. You know, and they always say, a lot of times, if you want to know somebody's future actions, just look at their past actions. Because... It may they may not repeat the same thing, but they will do something similar. And a lot of times, cheaters, liars, thieves, they have a lot of shit in common, man. Like they're they're dishonest, they're dishonest people. And if you get to your adulthood, your adult life, and you do dishonest things, yeah, the the uh, the severity of what you're doing may lessen. Like you may not actually step out and put your penis into another woman, but you may do little white lies just because, you know, you know you flirting with somebody you're not supposed to be flirting with. So all I'm saying is it's not very likely that you're going to catch, you know, a cheater. And when I say a cheater, I mean if the way she said if she knew straight up she had 100% proof he was banging another chick. And more than likely when dudes get caught banging another chick, it wasn't the first time they banged her. It was a. It was probably damn near on the course of being a relationship. And they just finally got and a little got too caught. lax. You know, they got caught. So you're dealing with somebody that was willing to do that behind your back for, let's say, six to eight weeks. And then you just think a year later that they just 100% clean. Man, come on, man. It's even pastors, preachers, bishops, and reverends out there still living foul lives. You know what I'm saying? So we're all human. So all I'm saying is you are, you are who you are. And... If you want to take a cheater back, just understand that, you know, you're taking a dishonest person back and you just better step your game up or you better just be a lot more skeptical about certain things. Keep your eyes open and avoid being hurt again. Because who, who wants to live like that? A person, a person wants to live like that if they're willing to take that back into their life. They made the decision to say, I want to live like this. It's just like me getting into my car every day and I don't have... You know, up-to-date inspection stickers or some shit. All I got to do is go get my damn inspection stickers done. But I'm choosing not to get them done. And I'm choosing to take the risk to drive down the street every day and get pulled over and get a ticket. Because you are... It's just like I was talking to a dude the other day about, you know, you know his divorce and shit. And we was it was a deep conversation. I told him, I'm like, a lot of the decisions you made that led up to your wife cheating, I mean... Do you really think that you could have changed anything to make her not cheat on you? She is who she is. She was going to probably cheat on you regardless. You probably was going to cheat on her regardless. It was 
a lot of those little decisions, a lot of those little variables weren't going to make a huge difference. You, y'all both just ran from the fact of saying, hey, this isn't working for me anymore. Basically, it, it was it was in a lot of people that get into those situations, they avoid certain signs. The signs be there, but they avoid them. They ignore them. They live in their own little delusions. That's what people do nowadays. They they go they they create their own little delusions. They they go to they go to kickboxing classes and they put on for the world like they're actually in the kickboxing class going hard. They create a delusion in their mind, and that delusion that they that, that they create it it also projects an image out into the world. And you th- you're looking at this person like, damn, she go hard, you know. And you're in a relationship with somebody that you know you shouldn't be in a relationship with, but you're just like, hey. I'm making money. I'm doing good. Cause that, that's that's really what his biggest concern was. He was like, man, I was working in the oil field, bringing home six, seven thousand dollars a week. Blah blah blah. This and that. And then you transition over to making forty, fifty k a year. It's it's too much. It's, and then you want child support, two kids. You can't handle it. So that transition from the delusion he was forcing himself to live, it, now he has to accept reality. And you know how I feel about reality. Mm-hmm. Reality is gonna find you and it's going to make you accept it. It will grab you by the neck and say, hey, my nigga, I'm here. I'm here. What's up? Fuck with me. You yeah. ain't got no choice. Yeah, now you don't got no choice. And people, it's so funny to me how people are willing to accept reality when they're at their lowest point. Because when, it's like when them taxes come in. You, you, them taxes come in and you all good. You did, you ain't going to church no more. You popping bottles every weekend, enjoying life. All of a sudden, the tax money gone. You on your knees begging to the Lord. Mm-hmm. You want to accept it? You well, in that case, you still ain't accepting reality because Jesus probably even do nothing for you. But that's the <laughs> Jesus. Care. I gave it to you. You spent it. You spent it. What you what you want me to do now? I gave it to you. You know what? I'm gonna give it to you again in about twelve months. Don't worry. Straight up, that's all I can do for you, man. Uh, you just will come back. But yeah. what 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 feedback did you get from the question of the week? All right, well, question of the week. Like I always say, answer below or call two eight one nine one five nine eight seven five. First question was, what's the difference between keeping your love life private and your lover a secret? Number two was, can you remain friends with someone after a breakup? Most of the ones that I got responses to was number two. And we got one from Batty Girl 9 that says, answer to number two, you can if you ended the breakup on good terms. Um... I personally feel some type of if you if somebody personally feels some type of way, then it's not gonna be, it's gonna be hard to do. But you can if you end it on good terms, and two people that have a mutual respect for each other, and to me that makes sense. That's how I see it. That's I'm just paraphrasing because I just think that it's as simple as that. If you if you know that you left the relationship, it wasn't hostile. It wasn't what nobody nobody's nobody was walked away brokenhearted meaning. No true pain, like nobody was cheated on. Y'all just reached that agreement to where, hey, we just ain't meant for each other. It is what it is. Um, How often does that happen? It's slim. slim That's what I'm thinking. It's very slim. It's very slim. Like even when when you say that, like if when somebody says to me, you know, maybe we're just not meant for each other. Maybe we're better for other people. Like that's still going to hurt me because me, I look at it as a failure. It's probably not a failure, but to me, that's how I feel to the to the point where you're okay with telling me that you think you're better suited with somebody else. Gotcha. Like I don't find it. I mean, it's it's reality, but that to me that hurts a lot. It does. It hurts a lot. Like even in 
if I thought that mentally, I would never say that out. But that's just me. I yeah. would never say, you know, maybe maybe we need to see other people. Or maybe maybe you're you're better suited with somebody else. Maybe I'm better suited with somebody else. I would never say that. It's hard, but it's reality. It's it's the reality of it, and reality is a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, very tough, very tough. Uh, once again, I got another one that said, um, "You can remain friends with someone after a breakup if you're mature enough to keep feelings out of the equation. If you have mutual friends, it's easier to stay close. But if someone can't let go of the relationship aspect, it's impossible. So to me, when I look at that, I just feel like if you're an immature person. Okay, let's just say you 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 are in a relationship with somebody, y'all get tired of each other, too many arguments, y'all break up. It's not super heated, but y'all break up, and one of y'all is immature as fuck. And a year goes by, you bump into them again, y'all still got each other numbers, and every time they hit you up, it's like one of y'all is like trying to make it seem like y'all never broke up, and you're still trying to like bait him up or whatever. And basically, that's how I see the whole immature thing. So. I can't necessarily say mature enough to keep feelings out of the equation because for so many people out there, they can't control their feelings. They say you can't control your feelings. But for me, I feel I feel where they're coming from when they say mature enough to keep your feelings out of it because once you're able to accept reality, like with my son's mom, like she's married, and I, I need, although I have no feelings for her whatsoever, it's still easy to say I could be cool with her just based on the fact that I know she's moved on. So uh, until, but two, you also have have that son that's gonna bunge off forever. Yeah, was, I know some people that can't handle that shit at all. I know some people that's just like, man, they can't stand their baby daddy, they can't stand their baby mama, and there really is no friendship there. It's literally a business at this point. Mm. But I can honestly say that with my son's mom and me, it's, it's not a business. I mean, we don't we don't deal with each other heavily, but it's to the point where like it ain't no beef. Like I'm. She don't have no problem with me. I have no problem with her. Like, as far as... When I, when I say I have no problem with her, the shit she does doesn't affect me. Yeah. You know, because it doesn't hurt my son, so... Ever. But um, I definitely understand the aspect of if you're mature enough to to basically move on. And even with those people that just treat it as a business. Y'all not beefing with each other. Y'all not trying to start nothing up again. Y'all will see each other, walk by each other. Hey, how you doing? You know, and then... I also got another one that said... Well, uh, before you go on to that one, just to kind of throw out a comment on that. To me, um, even when somebody goes away, sometimes the feeling really doesn't go away. And that's just the waves. That's waves from Love Life of Pablo Kanye West. But, like, that breakup has to be an official breakup. It just can't be, all right, I got pissed, we stopped talking, and then we just never spoke again. Like, to me, that's kind of like... An unofficial breakup. So when things do happen, it just, like the door is just wide open still, mm-hmm. and and I and I think that's just kind of like some indecisiveness when you the communication just breaks down and neither one of you know what to do next. I guess I can relate to that to a degree where I say I can I'm I almost feel like if I went back, I feel like they'd be looking like oh you want me back? You know, I kind of have to look at them like nah I don't want you back. I mean I'm just I'm just saying hello because it, with the confusion with the confusion can technically be there because it was never like we're done because like I said that I mean, but, I, mean a lot. I mean but you might want them back because that might be the reason you didn't say we're done or that might be the reason they didn't say we're done because gotcha. you just didn't know you True. just know you reached a point where communicate you 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 reached the cold war 
Basically. Like you couldn't talk out of it and tensions were so high that it's like, all right, boom, we just need to go our separate our separate ways for gotcha. a bit. Yeah. Take these take these different corners that and take a, a few weeks, yeah, a, yeah. a month or two just to like reevaluate. You know I'm not a fan of that, but I'm not I'm not a fan of it either. But it happens. It happens. It happens because I mean nothing that nothing ever goes as planned. Nah. You can plan a pretty picnic. But you but can't predict the weather. I see you catching this wave. I see you catching this wave. I see you catching this wave. <laughs> that's, like, that's like the only lyric I know on this planet. God. Well, I got another one that says simply, yes, if there was a foundation prior to the relationship. It's rare, too. Because I know a lot of people that just jump into relationships. So you jump into a relationship, the relationship ends... Y'all never really knew how to be friends. Yeah, so all, all you had, all you had was this dating relationship, which is understandable. And even even with that, it's kind of like, yeah, if there was a foundation, you jump out of it. It takes a very big person to be able to be okay seeing you with somebody else, mm-hmm. and to be open enough to if you have, because nine times out of ten, you confide in your friends when you have relationship problems. So if y'all had a foundation of a friendship prior to that. There's a chance that you might end up having to give some relationship advice to your ex. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. That's tough. Mm, yeah, I guess with me, like most of the life, like I have been in that many relationships. I can honestly say, if I saw any of them with somebody else, like I told you before, I'd be happy for them because I don't oh, go. Oh, for definitely, I'd be, I'd be so happy be, for if, them. If they came me for advice, it'll, it'll be weird just because like. I can't advise you for shit. I can't you see, advise you see you how us. things happen between us. Yeah, well, I mean, I was just saying, you got to reflect. Once again, look within, reflect. What went wrong with us? Whatever went wrong with us, make sure it doesn't happen with them. Like, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I always want, want them to be happy. Like, because at one point in time, this person made me happy. And I would want nothing. I'm, I'm, I think I got, I told you I got like the one or the two that I wish ill will on. But for the most wow. part. I'm just keeping. I'm just keeping gotcha. a buck with you. Yeah. But for the most part, you know, I want to see you happy. You made me happy. You deserve happiness. Like, like I said, the majority of my exes, I feel they truly deserve happiness. The happiness that I couldn't give to them. Clearly. You know, and and that's and I would I would hope they wish the same for me that they would. You would hope. I would hope that they just don't want me to sit around and be in misery. You'll be surprised. You would be surprised. Hell hath no fury. Hey. If they were scoring, I don't know if you scoring these women, is it? But it's a, you kind of savage, man. You play no. the nice, you play the nice guy role. I play no roles. I play, play no roles. Nice I, guy role. I am who I am, which is at the end of the day. What? I'm me. Oh. <laughs> what you mean? What? No, oh no, not 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 no nice guy, no savage or anything like that. I'm me at the end of the day. Uh-huh. I'm I'm always gonna be mm-hmm. me. Yeah, yeah. Facts only. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> So that was pretty much that with that one. And number one, I got people saying keeping your love life private is keeping it out of the public eye, but only the important people in your life know about it. Celebrities do it all the time. Keeping them a secret is not nine times out of ten. They don't want to be seen with the person in public. The first one may not care if people see them together, but they just keep their business private. You know? Um, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah. And then... Um, I'm way. I'm not posting my my relationship on Facebook and and stuff like that for when I when we break up you think you're a part of it. 
<laughs> you, I don't want you. What happened with you and your girl? It's none of your goddamn business. That's, Straight up, that's what happened. Yeah, I mean, well, uh, you don't post pictures of her no more. Those are the happy none times. of your goddamn business. Those were the happy days. I mean, of course, I was gonna post pictures of the happy days. I mean, I'm not gonna post pictures of the sad moments. I can't. I mean, some parts of it have to I've be taken. I've seen that. I have. I have seen people post pictures. This one person in particular, she posted a picture on social media. It was her. It was it was her on one side of the bed, her baby daddy in the middle, and then her son on the other. And she posts a picture. And it's like, when you can't even touch your son and there's this fucking close to you just because some vindictive person is getting in the way. And I was like, you putting this out there for the the masses? And now it's a movie to me. And I already told you social media is a movie to me. So I'm watching the next move. Like, oh, shit. I'm getting What's going on? Yeah. Sitting back in my red recliner. And I'm finna enjoy this AMC. This, it is what it is. You want to entertain me? I'm for to be entertained. The next one says, having your love life private means that activities are secret, but the lover is known. Keeping the lover a secret means the person is not disclosed, but the activities are. You know what that means. Going out, chicken, sushi, raw fish, and all you can see is a nigga hands. <laughs> like she, you know, she, you know, she got somebody. She, she moved up. But you ain't never gonna you see, see his chin. Yeah, you gonna see his chin. You might see he got a tattoo on his neck. That's she, it. That's she don't want nobody still her man. Maybe. Maybe she keeping it. But uh, it's like the but the consensus is that you know if this person is making public appearances with you, not hiding them, they're not a secret. Mm-mm. You're just keeping your relationship private. Mm-hmm. It's not like this is a person that you only hit up. Friday and Saturday at two o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. and then you're gone before the sun's up. That ain't that's just that, that's a booty call. That's that's a, that's a booty call. Yeah. Like this is this isn't somebody that all y'all do is Netflix and chill. Yeah. Or y'all go to the movies and come home, or you just do stuff that's in the dark, and you end up right back at home. Makes they sense. don't meet your friends. You don't hang out with anybody. It's like yeah. it's just me and you. We go do this, and we come right back here. You should call that a secret lover. I you would definitely call that a secret lover. You know, but for the most part, if you know you're in a a serious relationship with somebody these days, I feel like there's nothing wrong with keeping, you know, keeping it private. And ke- keeping it private means simply keeping a bulk of it off social media. People know you're in a relationship because they could either look at your status or they could, you know, do some research and say, oh, you know, she she went to someone so mama's 50th birthday. You know, that must be her her boyfriend or whatever. But it's it's you can either speculate. Or you 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 know you see you know read between the lines, but it's never just out there, you know. And I feel like there's nothing wrong with that at all. I think that's probably one of the most healthiest things to do. Just imagine if you could actually date a Kardashian, and then it's not in the public eye. It probably would actually be successful. It probably would. Just saying, like all celebrities' relationships probably would be a lot more successful if they weren't in the public eye, because they wouldn't have to front perfection so much. Mm-hmm. And you know. Just like Oprah with a kickboxing glass. Just delusion. Creating this delusion and perception, it doesn't match. But hey. It is what it is. You know it. How about, know it. How, 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 you heard about the, the the UK bombing over there at the Ariana Grande concert? I was going to get into that towards, I don't know how much time we had. I was going to get into that. We got that. all the time in the world. We sure do. You're, you're, you're the co-producer of this. You could This can be as long as I got as family like in Manchester. Yeah, I got family in Manchester. Uh, and in my mind, when I heard about what happened, I just I always think about how they live on that side of the world where 
terrorism is rampant and we see we haven't seen anything close to the type of terrorism they see. Like, yeah, we got mass shootings and shit, but shit blows up in random places out there in the East. And it's scary to just think at any given time one of my family members could be in a library and some Unabomber type person that's just living out his calling wants to strap a bomb to himself and kill a, a bunch of people in a library that did nothing wrong. And it's and I say did nothing wrong as far as they did nothing wrong to him. Like they didn't personally harm him. They didn't know they did no wrongdoing to him. And that's why one of my favorite tweets that I saw after the the area on the ground thing was like, I wasn't even really concerned about area on the ground to be honest with you. Not to sound mean, but I was just in my mind. I'm like, I look at you as a person that you go to a chance to rapper concert, and if somebody wants to go bomb it, it's like, bro. You're you're a person that's going to a, you're a concert goer. You're going to a venue, and your purpose of going here is to enjoy yourself and have a good time. And I always look at people and say, just imagine if you were going somewhere, and you know, ten times out of ten, when you got there, you were gonna hear the music that you love. You were gonna be around the people that you enjoy the most, and you were gonna have a damn good time. But for some for some odd reason, somebody wants to come in there and shoot it up. Or somebody wants to blow it up. Mm-hmm. That's 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 fucked up, man. Like Very. you live in a world where like this isn't this wasn't like people at war at or nothing. anything like this. These they came out to have a good time a good and time. enjoy themselves, be peaceful, yeah, and unite in doing something that they love, and which is listening to Ariana Grande and literally weren't harming anybody to, as far as we body. know. Like I can even look at the at the Orlando shooting or whatever and look at that and feel like. People get so insulted by the LGBT community. To me, it, it's sick. It's sad. It's almost like, hey, you kind of know what's up when you're in the LGBT community because you kind of put a target on your head. Mm-hmm. You're Once you become aligned with something that a bunch of people just don't agree with, then sometimes you have to expect things similar to that. Not like that, but it, shit like that can happen. You can, and get, and, you and, can and, get hate calls. Or, and not to isolate know? the LGBT community, like when when white people associate themselves with civil rights movements. Yeah. They're, they're outcasts. They're, they're, put, they're putting, exactly. When Colin Kaepernick associated himself with the civil, with civil rights, he, he was outcast He's in his profession. He's blackballed now. Yeah. And I just don't think that anybody out there, I don't think there's an Ariana Grande hate group out there. Although she said, you know, she hated America, blah, blah, blah. She, Johnny Depp, one of my favorite actors, he doesn't like America. But at the same time, I still just don't think there's, there's a hate group formed against him to where if you go watch a Pirates of the Caribbean movie, that whole gonna get shot up. Right. You wouldn't expect that type of thing. You hope not. You, you pray know, that doesn't people happen. People have their personal opinions. Individuals have their personal opinions. That's far different from a whole group. KKK, LGBT, Black Panthers, Black Lives Matters. Those people, once they step into those communities, they step into those rallies, they step into those riots, they know what to expect. But somebody going to see a concert? Oh, man. Come on. They're not expecting that. No. and that's, that's, that's It's ridiculous. Funny. It's sad. And the dude, they, you know, coward, whatever you want to call him, I mean, shit, you know, he, he did some fucked up shit. I don't I don't know how the media is going to twist it. They want to throw ISIS out there and all this. I'm so over politics right now because, to me, it's just getting to the point where if you like Trump, you're going to find every reason in the world to love him and to 
to boast that he's just such a good president, so much better than Obama. If you're on the left and you like Democrats and you you're mad that Trump Trump won, you're doing everything you can to find a reason to say, look at this idiot. But it's just like, come on, man. Like seriously, nothing you're doing is is making America better. Nothing on either side. All y'all are doing is 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 further dividing yourselves and making America look dumber and dumber. That's how I see it. I I I can sincerely say that. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I'm sending my digital prayers out for these people. I I worry about the people in the East all the time, especially my family members. I feel sorry for them. I, I don't, it comes it comes a time where you just sit there and just, you have to accept natural selection because you have to ask yourself, like, why were these people born there? Mm-hmm. Why couldn't they be born in America? And, and those moments there are where I realize I'm more fortunate than a lot of people. I may not have Jay-Z money, but shit, at least I'm not st- living in a bunker in Afghanistan. I'm saying I'm not living. I'm not. Uh, I'm not putting uh, loads of cocaine up my ass and moving money, uh, moving cocaine for the cartel. Like, right. Like I'm literally living a decent life in America, where everybody wants to come to. You know what I'm saying? What's bad and, about that? Uh, other, other than the decisions I make, all I could do is just hope that the ending, the ending conclusion is something great, something positive. And in all honesty, the only way to really get there. It's to strategically plan that shit and to be optimistic about it and not dwell on the fact that, oh, I fucked up in, in 1998. Yeah, he fucked up in 1998. It's 2017 now. Let's, let's get it, man. Yeah, it's just, just like you said, it boils down. It's like, you know, I pray I pray that I'm forgiven for all the bad decisions I made, every sister I played. I'm still paranoid this to this day. Guy. And it's nobody's fault. I made the decision I made. This is the life I chose, or rather, the life that chose me. If you can't respect that, your whole perspective is whack. Maybe you love me when I fade to black. Wow. That just came out of nowhere. You know. Which is his best. To me, is his best album. Yeah. My personal opinion. So, I think it's just nothing. It, things come close. Other albums come close. But I just feel like black album. I always say, if you'd have retired... With that album and it never came back, I'd have to put him over him, him and, him and Dre. But I just can't because he came out with other shit like Kingdom Come. Like, bro, really? I, no. I personally Stop. thought it was a decent album. No. It wasn't. No. It, it's low on his totem pole. Low as fuck on the totem pole. But it's, I still thought it was decent now. Very, very low on the totem pole. So I know I robbed your words of advice, but. I got, I got more, though. Past, past few Hold on, my bad. I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. Hold that thought. Go ahead. Go ahead. I got it. Uzi Vert, do you consider him hip hop or rap? I mean, hip hop or rock and roll? Uh, I consider him. I consider him rock, rock and roll. I, if I, I would consider him pop. He's pop. Really? I, yeah. He, he confuses me. But yeah. that's whatever. I just that just came to my mind because I, I, I see so many debates on whether he's hip hop or rock, and I'm like, he gets played on the hip hop stations, doesn't he? Mm, why not? If, oh, they don't, you can't even consider them hip-hop stations anymore, huh? Nah, everything's popular. And another reason I, I chose that intro in the beginning is just to let people know that Andre didn't get 13 Billboard Awards, but he'll greater than Drake will ever be. But anyways, <laughs> where's the advice? So, like, the past few weeks, I've been I've been in a bunch of weird moods, bouncing back and forth, back and forth. And and today, or pro- is actually probably yesterday, I thought I'd say, man, I need to go spend some time with my niece and my nephew because I feel that kids are the most genuine and the best at picking up 
your spirits and also at giving you life advice that you just True. don't expect because I remember one time my niece, she she was running around the house playing. I was sitting there on the phone. She runs up to me. She's like, you know, Uncle Jay, you know, put your phone down. Come play. He's like telling me to unplug, you know, unplug and, and experience the world that's going on around you. So I would say, you know, take it as you mentioned all the time, unplug. But, you know, have a conversation with the kid. They're going to tell you the truth because they don't care. They don't give a damn. <laughs> They're going to tell you the truth. Who tells the truth? Kids and drunks. Kids and drunks. They tell the truth, man. Gotta love me a, a little kid, man. They be real with you. And them drunks, the drunks be the realest. Shout out to Eddie Briscoe. But uh, <laughs> I guess all I can say is, man, um, I was saying before, matter of fact, I'm not even going to say that because I'm going to repeat it. Hey, with one of the Instagram posts with make sure you're trying to find a companion and not someone you're trying to fix. But that was one of my favorite ones this week. Mm-hmm. So I think people have a tendency to do that. They're constantly getting in relationships with people that they feel like, oh, you'll be so much better if you did this or you did that, instead of just getting with somebody that fits their puzzle. You know what I mean? And yeah. that, to me, that's that's that. So anybody out there seeking or trying to, you know, between 26 and 31, because, you know, in between 26 and 31, the females, you got two weeks to propose, and you out of there. <laughs> so Be about your business when you get there. Yeah, so basically, stop trying to fix people. If you if Stop trying to fix people. Find a good teammate and run with it. Simple as that. Simple as that. Anything else? Anything left? Merchandise on the way. Merchandise on the way. Las Vegas. Hey, pray we'll make it back in one piece. I pray that you don't die. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I think we'll, I think I'll be fine though. It'll be fine. I'm the least. Per- I'm the last person you got to worry about. You you want to know the number one person <laughs> we got to worry about? I know it. And with that being said, this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?